G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. 2020, bringing a biblical perspective on life, culture and current events. Weekdays on UCB's Vision Radio Network. Find out more at vision.org.au. Well, a focus again today on the Middle East and the nation of Israel. They've been fending off pressure from all sides, the United States, the European Union, over conflict with the Palestinians. But there's an unlikely new threat on the horizon. And it might be our near neighbours from New Zealand. Stan Goodenough back with us today. He's a Middle East commentator, journalist and blogger with the JerusalemWatchman.org. Hello, Stan. Welcome back to 2020. Thank you, Neil. Good to be back with you. Stan, when we think about New Zealand, a small nation so far removed from the Middle East, so far removed from Israel, but recognising that uh, that New Zealand is about to take its place in the rotating presidency of the United Nations Security Council. They are going to have some say in the agenda for Middle East affairs. Is that a concern for you? Uh, I think it is a concern um, potentially for Christians down under, both uh, in your country in Australia and in New Zealand, Neil, um, specifically those who have had an understanding that the relationship between <clears throat> excuse me, between their countries and uh, and Israel is really uh, very critical in terms of the blessing of God on our nations. And uh, as Australia uh, last year so strongly and um, courageously withstood massive pressure to go along with unilateral recognition of Palestine uh, as a state uh, for the two-state solution for the Arab side, um, the the spotlight is now swinging over to New Zealand, uh, your comrades, in a sense, in in relation to the history of the ANZAC, particularly here in the Middle East, which uh, saw sacrifices by both Australian and New Zealand soldiers uh, nearly a hundred years ago now, um, open up the way uh, geopolitically for the recreation of a national home for the Jewish people. And I think uh, there are concerns um, that that those of us here in Israel who watch growing international pressure on the Jewish state uh, and on our nations to actually go along with a two-state solution are concerned that uh, New Zealand will adopt a different position on the Security Council concerning this matter to the one that was adopted by uh, your government. Now, this is very interesting, and certainly Aussies who have been concerned about what's going on in the Middle East will be particularly interested. The interesting thing here is that the New Zealand Prime Minister, John Key, is a Jew, and uh, one might think that he might have a position that would be uh, solidly backing the position that Australia's had. Is it, is it the concern that you have is that somehow or other being a small nation, they might be easily swayed? I, I, I don't want to be presumptuous. I am not that well acquainted with either Australia or New Zealand in the long term. My, my own um, focus in as a writer from Jerusalem on uh, your two countries, your country and, and New Zealand, is relatively recent. 
um, and I don't want to, 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 uh, to presume, but what I have picked up from Australians and New Zealanders who are concerned about the relationship between those two countries and Israel is that, uh, is that New Zealand uh, does hold and, and, and seeks to uh, maintain itself as very much independent of and not to be any way seen as a small cousin to or some kind of little brother to, if I may put it that way, to big Australia next door and likes to hold their own positions in the world, a uh, small nation that they are, uh, that, they, that they have their own particular uh, point of view, and also in, in relation to their governments, uh, not just the current government, but previous governments, uh, their inclination has been to be more um, pro the international effort, supportive of the international effort on the land for peace process, and a little bit less uh, um, neutral and middle of the road than the government of Tony Abbott, for example. So yes, I think this, the, the Jewishness of, of Prime Minister Key uh, is, a, is obviously of interest in, in, the, whole, in the whole equation. Uh, having said that, there are many, many Jews in the world, including a, a majority in the United States, who don't uh, take a strong stand on the question of the division of the land of Israel for a two-state solution. And just because you're Jewish does not necessarily mean that you support what here in Israel would be seen as the more Zionist or more right-wing, perhaps, approach to the land issue. What is the position, if you can outline in a nutshell, that uh, you promote, Stan? Because uh, when we talk about Israel and two-state solutions, uh, what is the position that you are promoting as being the best resolution to some of the issues that are going on there in Israel and between Israel and the Palestinians? Neil, I, I have I have to be um, I have to wear my 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 um, my badge on my sleeve, as we say. I'm a, I'm a Christian. I'm a believer in the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and I believe in the Bible as His Word that stands. And my starting position concerning the land of Israel, the Jewish people, and the relationship between the nations of the world and Israel has to be on the Word of God, and it is. With that being said. I see that God has a wonderful plan for all the peoples of the Middle East. And he has foretold what it is. And he has also foretold that there will be a strong international resistance to this plan, which we are seeing happen in our day. His plan, according to his word, which begins with the, uh, the giving of the land of Israel very, very specifically, and he enunciates it repeatedly to the seed of Abraham down the line of Isaac and Jacob, eternally and exclusively to that nation. Out of that nation's possession of the land will come blessing for the Middle East, for all the peoples of the Middle East, and for the entire world. God has a wonderful plan for all mankind. The efforts against this plan, which manifest in the geopolitical realm, uh, primarily as we observe it, are against the creation of, uh, the recreation and the reestablishment of this Jewish national home, have been, since the start, since the Jewish people began returning in the late 1800s, and has grown in intensity uh, uh, with, with almost a wall-to-wall -wall un universal um, position today that, that says to the Jewish, Jewish people the heartland of their patrimony is no longer theirs to keep. It must be turned into another state, a state called Palestine. That's the international consensus today. And there are only a few individuals along them, I mean a few governments, along with them, with Canada and the Czech Republic until recently at least, 
and your country, Australia, that have said not that we will take a position that is pro-Israel, but that we will take a position that is neutral and that is based on morality, and we will stand on, that, on, on, that, on those truths. Not as a biblical answer, of course, our governments don't come from the biblical point of view, but from a position of what is morally correct and, and, and right in the light of recent history, also of what's related, related to the Jewish people, and the decision of the international community way back in, at San Remo to recognize the long, long historical ties that exist between the Jewish people and their land. My position is based on the Bible, but as I see the outworking of it, it has, it has the ramifications under international law, which applies to the ownership of the land, and under morality and how nations deal with lands and with peoples, and with, of course, the, the ever-growing threat of some kind of, um, of destructive effort to remove the recently reborn Jewish state from the Middle East. We're talking to Stan Goodenough, Middle East commentator, journalist and blogger for JerusalemWatchman.org. We'll continue our conversation about New Zealand taking its seat in the presidency of the United Nations Security Council just ahead here on 2020. We're talking about the Middle East and more specifically about the nation of Israel and those continuing battles that are going on over the statehood of the Palestinians and whether there is some sort of two-state solution. Our guest is Stan Goodenough, Middle East commentator, journalist and blogger with the JerusalemWatchman.org. We're talking about the nation of New Zealand about to take its seat on the United Nations Security Council as president. Stan, you're coming down under in August, spending some time in Australia and spending some time in New Zealand. I guess you'll be wanting to meet with people who have some levels of influence in these areas. Anil, thank you. Let, let me be very clear uh, just um, from the start. When, when I come to visit your country and New Zealand, I'm coming as a, as a Christian to speak with Christians down there, to communicate an understanding that I have from Israel, from what's happening here, to fellow believers in Australia and New Zealand. I am not a national of either of those countries, now, of course, and I don't pretend to have any kind of uh, persuasive ability to speak to people in political positions. Not at all. Um, in fact, I don't believe really that it is my place to try and um, make some kind of a political connection down there and bring a word. I have no, I have no authority to do so. I have no standing, and I don't, and I don't presume to that. Um, I, based entirely on God's promises to bless nations that bless Israel, uh, my burden is to come down to to New Zealand and to Australia, but specifically New Zealand, perhaps at this point, even though it's a short, the shorter visit of the two, to talk with Christians in New Zealand uh, about the ramifications of their government's policies concerning the two-state solution and to encourage them to move in their, uh, in their inheritance as sons and daughters of God to stand on the Word of God and based on their biblical understanding and on their faith to, to, to work with their governments and with their political uh, individuals in their country to ensure, if they can, that New Zealand does not stand against the restoration of Israel in any way, shape, or form, specifically uh, in, in, a, in a way that endangers the very existence of the Jewish people back in their homeland.
Stan, when we reflect on those scriptures that offer promises, the ones that say, if you bless Israel, then you'll be blessed. If you curse Israel, then you'll be cursed. How strongly do you think those promises uh, have meaning today for people who would stand for Israel or stand against Israel? Um, my, My conviction unshakable conviction is that when God says that he doesn't change, he means it. And when his word itself uh, is described in the Bible as a word that stands forever, it stands forever. It's not, uh, it's not changed or altered uh, by our progress into the 21st century, by modernity, by the existence or the continuing move towards a global village or a united um, nations kind of uh, uh, running of the world. God's word stands and his principles stand uh, and his and the whole of history, you know, going back to the very calling out of Abraham, the whole of history re- records both publicly and post-publicly the fate of nations that have withstood and in some way tried to curse the seed of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And it's as recent as the last century. Uh, some would say it's as recent as this century, as uh, continuing um, uh, both both natural disasters and uh, and just general uh, steadiness and security nationally are impacting and have impacted the United States as its position towards Israel politically has become increasingly uh, negative and anti-Israel, particularly under the Obama administration. I think uh, we, 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 could, we could have a whole discussion just on the fate of nations that have come against Israel and where they are today, uh, if they even exist at all. God's word stands. Uh, and he is restoring the Jewish people to this land because he wants to protect them here. He's promised that he will keep them safe here. The Iranians may pursue and even develop a nuclear weapon, aided uh, intentionally or otherwise by the policies of the of the powers that are currently negotiating with Iran on that. Uh, the West may continue to push, or the whole world may continue to push towards the creation of a state of Palestine, which is also an existential threat to Israel. Um, but God has made a promise. And so Christians, wherever we are in the world, uh, not to be deceived by modernity or by arguments in that direction, we need to stand unshakably on God's word and proclaim it, that he has returned the Jewish people here to keep them safe and that all their enemies, whether they're military enemies or political enemies, that all their enemies will pay a price for coming nationally for coming against the Jewish people in their land. Stan, if I was reflecting on the attitudes, uh, perhaps of broadly, a lot of Christians who are here down under in Australia, and it may be the same for New Zealand, but there is a tendency to be quite indifferent about what's going on in the Middle East. In some sense, people might see themselves as observers, uh, looking on from a distance, uh, safely removed out of all of the conflict. How ought a Christian be? Because it seems to me, in the sorts of things that you share, this is not something to be a fence-sitter on. This is something that you do need to take sides, and you do need to take the side of Israel. How strongly do you feel about people actually getting on board and supporting the nation of Israel and uh, the city of Jerusalem? I, I, I think I understand a little bit what it must be like because I have traveled once to your country and I'm very much looking forward to coming again. And it is a long, long way from Israel, about as far as you can get on the globe. Uh, so distance and the concerns down there that could get in the way and push Israel to the periphery of one's concerns and interests are fully understandable. 
Uh, but you made an interesting statement. You worded it interestingly. You said that Christians should stand on Israel's side. I want to turn that on its head just a little bit and suggest, not on its head, but to the side, and suggest that what we should do as believers is stand on God's side concerning Israel, rather than on Israel's side as a nation, because it's God who has a plan. And so if I'm a Christian, wherever I am in the world, if the God of Israel, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob is my God, and he has a plan, which his word clearly spells out, then I want to be extremely careful that I don't oppose his plan, because then I'm going to be fighting against the God I say I serve, and even that I'm not a fence-sitter, because there is no such thing as innocence when it comes to evil and good. And a Christian cannot plead uh, uh, that they didn't want to get involved, they wanted to stay out of something if there is an, if there is an evil outcome. We, we learned that from, from the Holocaust, from World War II. Sitting on the fence is not an option. There is a danger to the Jewish people. It's a growing danger. It didn't go away with World War II. It's growing. As believers in the God of Israel, we need to take a stand. Well, Stan Goodenough is coming to Australia in August. He's also visiting New Zealand, and you'll be able to find out detail about where you can hear Stan speaking at various gatherings when you go to JerusalemWatchman.org. That's one word, JerusalemWatchman.org. Stan, Middle East commentator, journalist, blogger for JerusalemWatchman.org. It's always good getting your insights on these things, and thanks so much for being with us today on 2020. Thank you, Neil, and God bless you and Australia. Like what you've just heard? There's more great podcasts, or you can listen to us live at vision.org.au. And remember, Vision is listener-supported. Your donation of any amount will help us continue connecting faith to life. Learn more or donate today at vision.org.au.